saying it. Welcome back to another episode of Key in the Lake Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast with the name of whiskey mentioned in its title whatsoever. Uh, this is Jake Cookie, um, your host here, along with Wilson Torres, as always. What's up, my man, Jake? <laughs> Noah, what's up, young world? Hey, young world. Or whatever you call it. We are fine. Well, we'll get to that. Don't worry about it. We got we to <laughs> tell the people where we're back home after about a month of not recording at the Beguile Brewing, also known as Beguile International Recording Studios, home of Beguile Brewing up in the Ravenswood neighborhood of Chicago. What up, Malt Row? Yeah, we, uh, we did last did a podcast with Beguile at the Long Room, uh, a live breakfast podcast. Yeah, yeah, did you definitely. have a quinoa burger there? Did not have a quinoa burger there. I did just had a coffee and bourbon and a lot of um, barrel aged brew. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a breakfast of champions. Um, but we do a have a uh, um, a guest that was well. He's been on the podcast before. Um, people wanted him back. They By did. people, I mean he asked to come back many times. <laughs> <laughs> His niece might said like, "Hey, it's, it'd be nice to have him back on. I'd like to hear some more stories." But um, we decided to say, "You know what? Come on back on. Talk about the uh, the new Black Glen Karen glass." So uh, back to the podcast for a second time, but his third episode because we split his first episode up into two parts because it yeah. was so marvelous. It was massive. It was yeah. like Kill Bill. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Bill. Marty Duffy, welcome Hi. back. Welcome, Hi, Marty. How you doing, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. Just came back. Just went to a reflexology session. That sounds nice. Which I highly recommend to all you bartenders out there, all you people in the industry, uh, because uh, it is, uh, uh, as we all know, the industry is murder on your legs Mm -hmm. and your feet and, and also all your... Everything else. Your mind, your uh, soul. Reflexology is supposed to take care of everything. I don't huh. know if I totally believe all this other stuff. As far as, you know, like there's points on mm. your feet that handle your liver and your digestion and huh. all this. And uh, But I do know it feels really good. Nice. <laughs> really good. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of problems I've had with my, my feet and legs in the last couple of years, I've Chalk it all up to my bartending days, and then years as a brand ambassador yeah, carrying looking pavement, around those yeah. giant bottle bags. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't listened to episodes one and two with Marty, which I believe were like 45, 40, 40, 44, 45? Call it 45. Yeah, minutes. episodes of the podcast. I would definitely go back and listen to uh, his courageous story of through the bar industry <laughs> <laughs> and uh, surviving all the... His kilt-wearing days. Yeah, his yes. kilt-wearing days. Um, surviving French people as well. Oh, um, goddamn French people. <laughs> goddamn froggies. Surviving Diageo. Um, I love the French women. Yeah. Yeah, but the guys, eh, not so much. They liked your wee wee. Yeah, there you go. Wee wee. Get the way from my wee wee, huh? You cheesy. Oh. <laughs> Marty was one of the bartenders in uh, the Irishman um, scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the Irishman yet? We yeah, know, I did. We know yeah. you are a movie buff. Yes, I did. Would I love to hear that. your critique. I was. Uh, I. Did you it was make okay it through one movie? setting? I thought it was okay movie. I as these folks who are going, oh my God, Scorsese's yeah. best. And I go. No, no, that's not no, Scorsese's it's best. Not it's his best. Not no. Raging Bulls, Goodfellas, yeah. I mean, Mean Streets. Yeah. No, uh, this was not his best. It was, it was kind of cool seeing De Niro, Pesci, and even though he has a small part, uh, Harvey Keitel yeah, definitely. and Pacino, Pacino all together. So, yeah. That's crazy. But that's like the one, fucking Holy Grail. De Niro looked... It was hard well, to get past this, the prosthetics. Well, not only that, but he... he 
And I, all right. So well, spoiler they, alert, they, by the way, they de-aged him. Yeah. But you know that one scene where he meets Joe Pesci. Yeah. For the first time, and Joe Pesci is supposed to be an older guy, and which he is. He is, but, but you, yeah. he's, at, he's the same age as. Freaking it's, De Niro, it's De Niro. Yeah. Both naturally, naturally. Three, yeah. years and he's old. calling yeah. De Niro, "Hey, kid," mm-hmm. and De Niro <laughs> looks like he's fifty-five, <laughs> even with the de That's a generous fifty-five. And he's he's, he's kind of slunched over. Day. You know, he still walks <laughs> yeah. like De Niro walks as a seventy. Was he 72, 73 73, year old man? Like, yeah. Uh, so I didn't buy that. I thought. Well, even that, the first scene when he's fixed, they're fixing the car. In the gas yeah, station. That's what, fr- yeah, that's and the scene they meet. He's supposed yeah. to be like a 35-year-old war vet. I know. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Even I, if it was De Niro from Casino or De Niro from... Uh, yeah, but are you going to say something to De Niro? I would. Forget about it. Come on the podcast, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. But then he also... Uh, I, I Actually, I thought the best scenes in the movie were Pacino. Mm. I thought Pacino had the most energy. Even his hair. Oh, as Hoffa, you mean? Well, but that was Hoffa's hair. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that really was. Yeah, I mean, true. You look at real pictures of Jimmy Hoffa, and he had some seriously screwed up hair. Yeah. I mean, I, who dressed, lets their kid go outside looking like that? Yeah. Um, but that's what he had <laughs> up until the day he... Disappeared? Died? Disappeared? We don't know. We don't know. We don't he know. living somewhere so, really nice. let me ask you this in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that... No. No? That he that, was killed no. that way? Well, no. Or I, no, I, I believe, he obviously, he was killed. But uh, if you, you go online, there's a number There's of, so many conspiracy theories. Yeah, well, was, there's also so many people who say that uh, the De Niro character, mm-hmm. you know, the, book, the movie is based on the book, Frank uh, You Paint Houses, right. And Frank, uh, was it Sheeran? Sheeran. Sheeran. Um, Same as Ed. Was, uh, was not, um, you know, not very credible. Plus, mm. you know, it. I, even I was going. Wait a minute. I know enough about gangster right. lore yeah. to know that that's not how Crazy Joe Gallo was killed. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I've um, never heard the story that <laughs> it was this you know, this Frank Sheeran guy yep. coming in. Yeah. Now it was some. It was all by uh, chance that someone went by the restaurant, saw Crazy Joe in there, and then went went and back got, and got uh, somebody to. Uh, Some of the goomba and yeah, came back because there's a lot of people out for his head. Yeah, and that's how he was killed. Not Frank Sheeran was setting it up. You know, Mike Frenzies, the yeah, time, yeah. So yeah. He, I heard him on a podcast just yesterday, actually, how he was, he was disproving the entire movie, yeah. and then you also take have to take his word at you know the grain not a grain of salt, but it's like, well, why are you the only person that's alive after all these people, um, and you're the one that's been telling all these stories now for? It's well, you can say the same thing about Henry Hill. True. I mean, Henry Hill. You know, got out of the business, and though uh, so I think the two of them got out by different means, mm-hmm. um, but the uh, he uh, there's a bunch. There's even a bunch of journalists who have said uh, if Frank uh, if Frank uh, Sheeran was as uh, was as involved in all those things, including. Running the guns yep. for the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Joey Gallo thing. He was there with Knowing Hoffa Kennedy. when Kennedy was killed. Yeah. You know, all these pivotal moments. It was he was like the Forrest Gump of the mob. True. Mm. And it was just a little too unbelievable. And then, oh, and then we're going to select you to uh, also off Jimmy Hoffa. Exactly. <laughs> and next... You can go kill the Pope. You can go, we're going to send you to Rome. You and, he wasn't even, and he wasn't obviously not a made man because he's Irish. So. Right. 
Right. I mean, well, you well, be, who knows? Could yeah. a, that could have been because you, you're not at 100. percent No, you, can, you have to be 100. You have to be Sicilian. Yeah. Well, and your dad has to be Italian. It can't be from your mom's side. It has to be your dad's. Has to be so. your. Yeah. So yeah. it has to and be I paternal think it, I don't lines. think it's not only Italian. Interesting. Isn't it Sicilian? I think I thought it was supposed to be Sicilian. I did not know the yeah. uh, the additional. It depends what family. If, if you're Jake Sicilian. speaks from experience. He's a Northern Italian descent. Oh, no, I don't. Don't worry about that. Things we can't talk about. Uh, little pets there, that's, old fellow. Little. That's where he gets his olive tone skin. Olive tone skin. <laughs> and that uh, the guinea voice. Yep, exactly. About it. Yep, that's that Midwest it's accent. Olive oil skin and the greasy hair. It's a little greasy today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was uh, the movie producer. What was his name? In Godfather Waltz. 1. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was my thing about... Like my biggest critique of it was the de-aging process, if you want to call it de-aging, because I don't think it came off that well. Because I never knew how old Pesci was supposed to be, because he already is a 75-year-old guy. And, yeah, yeah. And then they have all his, all his makeup and prosthetics, and I'm like, well, how old is he supposed to be in this? And it's like 1975. Like, okay, I can put the year together, because this is... I know. Well, from the time he meets De Niro... It would be like 1950-ish. the time he's... All of a sudden, he becomes old. Yeah, I mean, really old. Yeah, like, whether they're in prison now, he's still old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. At that time, it was already a two-hour movie. And so, that, that was the first <laughs> one I summed it up too. How he talked about how his feet hurt, how he was old, he needed a cane to walk around. De Niro's character finally. So like, okay, this guy is now playing his age, I guess, That's in real age. life. Something at least closer to that line. Um, but I thought like the best acting was he's in the wheelchair. I also knew, just knew he's dying at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think they were drinking the whole time? What do you mean? Like in the movies, I always I'm always curious about what they're drinking. I just heard. Uh, uh, I mean, the actual actors or the characters? The characters in the movies. Like, what uh, are they drinking? Most you know, of are I they drinking like cutty shot. Um, I heard the guys from Cheers talking about how they were drinking fake beer the entire time for 12 years on that. Yeah, there's really? a, they're always oh, drinking. God, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, they what are the action? What's in the glasses? Like, well, if, the, uh, if it were far, true to. to oh, uh, well, big in the mob was Cody Sark and J and B. Mm. Okay, you mean in real life? Yeah. In real life, as okay. far as yeah. as far as scotches, because I know I remember Cuddy Sark was huge in, in Puerto yeah. Rico, so it's like, mm. and uh, they, uh, I think scotch seemed to be the drink of choice more than so J and B and whiskey. Sar- though I maybe Jack, and you know I always heard about Frank Sinatra True. being yeah. Jack yeah. Daniels. Right, you shared that uh, information. But J and B was supposed to be the drink of the Rat Pack, and okay. a lot of the mobs seemed to kind of. Couldn't tell whether who was following who. Yeah, who's trend there? They also brought, helped bring in a lot of Canadian whiskey and during Prohibition time. Well, that so. was part of the whole <laughs> yeah, racket, yeah. though. I yeah. mean, Canadian whiskey and then Scotch from coming Rum through Canada, coming through yeah. uh, the, the Caribbean. Uh, um, I think um, otherwise, the old timers would have been drinking probably liqueur. You know, yeah. I was when I was bartending in the early '90s. You still had remnants of these. I don't know if I don't know if they're still out there over in the Viagra Triangle of mm-hmm. Rush Street, but uh, when I used to I used to bartend at uh, Dublin's. No, uh, across the street at the Backroom Jazz Club, when there used to be Jillies. Oh my you God! Remember Jillies? Yeah, Jillies uh, Piano right by. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so Jillies was right by uh, owned the by Frank Sinatra's. Yeah, I, I guess he opened up. Love that uh, place. Number of places. But yeah. Jilly's you can smoke cigars. Frank Sinatra's uh, bodyguard. He mm, was supposed to be yeah. kind of mobbed up. Uh, and actually, the Backroom Jazz Club was owned by uh, this very nice woman, Mary, uh, who, when I first 
went. That's all I knew her name, Mary. Yeah. Nice. She had some guy who was a partner. I only met him once or twice. Not so nice. <laughs> um, they had a doorman <laughs> named Louie who, you know, was always ready for World War Three. He had all these <laughs> weapons on him. I go, Lou, yeah, this is like a tourist bar. What yeah. are you expecting? I mean, Someone from uh, <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska <laughs> yeah. coming in here and doing a... Claim their stick. Killing people with machetes? Or, um, you never know. But it turned out, I found out a couple of weeks in that uh, her name was Mary Spilatro. Oh, and so she was married to Michael Spilatro, and so if you saw the movie Casino, mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, Joe Pesci's character—that's Tony Spilatro—and his younger brother Michael are buried in that grave yeah, together. Yeah. So that alive—that was, was her. Uh, that was her. Spoiler alert. Uh, widow, <laughs> or her—that was her husband. Husband, Michael. Yeah. Wow. wow. And uh, and that guy, her partner, who wasn't so nice, he ended up going to. Uh, the prison. Uh, yeah, for and I asked the Louis one night before we opened. I said, "Hey, so hey, I just heard of Mary's. Yeah. Uh, that's Michael's uh, Spalatro's widow. She, uh, <laughs> the, 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 what does she think of the movie <laughs> Casino? Where he, he said, oh, we don't talk about that movie. Not ever since uh, Michael got whacked. And I go, really? You're a doorman." <laughs> Why are you talking like this? There yeah. were so many Guido wannabes. Dude, I was a uh-huh. doorman. Uh, well, that's what those there, I knew yeah. a lot of stuff. And at the, um, the clubhouse in Oakbrook, <clears throat> I had a guy come up to me once. I was sampling out scotches. You know, just they give me a little table and I'm sampling, giving out coupons. Hey, here's $3 off. Uh, you know, you, Johnny Walker. You and your kilt again? Uh, yeah, I did. Mm. It was embarrassing. Sexy. Sexy talk. Out in Oakbrook. Um, <laughs> Sexy talk. But this guy comes up and he said, hey, is it true the Kennedys get a... Uh, a dollar uh, from every case of uh, whiskey that comes to the country. And I go, I, don't, I think that's kind of a myth. Yeah. I doubt if they do because I don't see why they would. There's a lot of different companies. <laughs> I doubt they're paying the Kennedys. And he goes, well, it's a good thing we whacked that fucker. Jeez. And I go, oh, yeah, I bet you did because you guys can keep such secrets because yeah. you yeah. – we don't want to be our telling complete stranger <laughs> that you whacked the president of the United States. That's where like every conspiracy falls apart. Yeah. Like, is keeping is. everybody quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Especially people who like to talk about themselves. Well, look at all these guys now. Sharon is Frank Sharon is correct. Yeah. You know, here he is spilling the beans at the end of his Love. days. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. You know, I just don't, believe? I don't believe. I don't, I don't either. And I, I, the movie was fine. I mean, obviously, it's too long. It's way too long. Too long for the story. It's exactly that's what I mean. It's, it's how many times do you need to see um, their characters talk about how Jimmy Hoffa has to tone it down or he's going to get whacked? Essentially, yeah. yeah. There's like seven scenes of that, that. had to go it's on true. for about just the yeah, warning. And I didn't need uh, to have 15 minutes of him picking 20, out his casket, minutes. picking out his burial site, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. It's a man down to the end of his days, and what are you trying to? Manage to decide what, you, what was you better in your life, family that, or family that could or throw career. off comment. Say, yeah. yeah, I just came back. I was uh, yeah. picking out my casket. The whole because yeah. you never know. The whole his know. whole daughter part of it too was a yeah. weird little. And who's that? That's Anna Paquin was the yeah. adult. Yeah, and she's like, a great actress and doesn't say a word. Yeah, I thought I, I was kept on waiting for yeah. something to come of that. And I go, 
Oh, she I just like the candies that Jimmy Hoffa gave me better. That's basically all it came down to of that whole um, feud between those three. But yeah, yeah it, was very, and it was strange too because you saw, I guess you kind of saw their characters as older men develop in the years, but she's went from being 12 to Anna Paquin, who's like 35. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, uh, I guess we're like 30 more years into this uh, story. <laughs> I, I love Scorsese, don't get me wrong. I uh, love his movies. Like one of the reasons why I like, I started like writing and going on all that kind of stuff earlier on in life. But I don't know. I feel like if the Godfather can have, you know, Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro play the same character, but different times in life. Why couldn't you do it in this film? Obviously he didn't make that well, this movie. Is a long, obviously. So was how about two is three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, but it was, it's the Godfather though. Uh, wait, did you say Godfather three? Two. Two. Oh, two. Not three. Is it? Over three hours, yeah. There's a trilogy where they combined all three. Yeah, yeah. You can watch uh, it in sequential it's order. The Godfather which, Epic. Yeah, is that what it is? Epic. I so it starts, one one it so it starts with yeah. like De Niro because it's the early. Yeah. Correct. Early, well, they put it in chronological order yep. and yeah. they add spliced it all up in that way. Scenes. Yeah. Is it with a third one too? Yeah. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah, I never it's saw all spliced it was together. The first two. Yeah, it's third awesome. One. Yeah, third one was I love it. I thought was over the top and ridiculous. The whole. Uh, helicopter <laughs> shooting oh. up the meeting room is like where did that come from? When in Boondock all Saints, you know the rest <laughs> of Saints. the rest of of, uh, of you know the whole mafia yeah. uh, history. You can see bits and pieces. Obviously, Johnny Fontaine's supposed to be mm-hmm. Sinatra right. and Fontaine, that whole right. story, and you know from here to eternity. Uh, um, you know, there's there's stuff you go oh, okay, I can kind of yeah. see that. Uh, but a helicopter shooting up an entire floor of a... I mean, I saw that again, I think, in Star Trek Beyond. Ooh. Right? When yeah. they shoot up the entire meeting of all the, the captains. It. It's like, it wouldn't happen saying, in real life. Plus, who, who survives but Eli Wallach's character, who is this old feeble guy, but somehow he got out of there. <laughs> Alive. Story continues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna do a whole offshoot on ninety-year-old Eli Wallach's. Character. I mean, it's 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 interesting though how it's evolved. Where a, certain scenes of that, what you just called out, are the ones that they're. All right, we'll just kill everyone off in a helicopter scene. I mean, done. Let's just do that because well, that'll buy us time. You know, it was interesting. I was watching an interview on YouTube of Robert Duvall mm. talking why he wasn't in Godfather Three. Oh yeah. Oh, he said. Really? Uh, they were treating him like yep. uh, he was a skinny chicken or something. They weren't going to yeah. give him uh, Pacino money. And they said, oh, oh what, what am I? I'm, I'm freaking I'm Robert, Robert Duvall. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not on nobody. Yeah. Uh, and there was going to be a big chunk about uh, Tom Hagen, Tom. which the books, or the original book, the book, was written from Tom Hagen's perspective. Yep. Really. I mean, it's it was all... Tom Hagen's character or Tom's Yeah, Tom Hagen's Tom character. Hagen. Uh, I mean, the, the character Tom Hagen is the one who's basically observing everything. Gotcha. And because he's, uh, he's Irish, because he's Irish, right? Because he he's was the outside. Yeah, yeah, he's the adopted side. He's the, so I, he's he the Irish our, man. Yeah. Hmm? He's the Irish. He's the man. Irish man. Irish. Whoa. No. Yeah, but I don't. Think <laughs> Not that Irish. Marty, man. you would be the Irish. Man. I'm the Irish man, oh. and I did. I did. Uh, oh, I oh, did make my bones oh, when you two oh, were still banging oh. cheerleaders. I didn't know any cheerleaders, hmm? but I liked them. Mo Green, Mo Green, Well, who are you? Who are you? I I'm, was, I was banging. No, I, I was making my bones when you were banging, banging cheerleaders. cheerleaders. 
Sure were. Oh, Michael, no. you do not come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. It's true you don't. Yeah. Just, I'm okay. curious. I, here's a question. What yeah. the fuck do you do, Marty? What do I find in, in Aside from your Glenn Karen and Oh, we should start there the Because we After um, Our epic Earlier This summer Or fall yeah. um, We never really got into Glenn Karen yeah. That much We just kind of uh, We touched on it Yeah Vaguely Scraped and I, a little bit I of surface really dust off. That is my Godfather 3 Oh, oh I hope not yeah. I hope not <laughs> Okay <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm going to call the helicopter right now well, I'd say Actually, it's interesting Whether it be as interesting as the booze years. Um, I mean, it's still involved it's in still the booze, involved. booze. Absolutely. But yeah. I, uh, I obviously, I I'm think not what Wilson's booze, asking, what I'm... is your day to day? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do you do, Marty? Good question. Seriously. I'm a man of mystery. It's true. You are. No, you are. Honestly, that's why I ask you because I know what you, we have an idea of what you do because <laughs> this is all him. Because right? it, it's, it's tied to what we do, as you just said. I'm like, but I'm curious when he leaves. <laughs> It's Does he like change into a costume when he goes fight crime? Night, Does he do. go home and write That's a book? Completely separate do you from the go home and start business. typing? You'll see me start perched typing, on you know. tall buildings downtown. Waiting well, that's for crime. You. <laughs> sometimes you go, oh my god, Marty the gargoyle. Gargoyle, <laughs> oh, it's Marty seeking out bad men yeah. and blood letters. It's, I'm so curious. So um, actually, my days are pretty gosh darn boring. If you were to videotape them, yeah. Well, let's start. Man. Maybe we'll put in that intro music. Start videotaping yeah. them. <laughs> see where the day goes. <laughs> As love is just uh, taking care of orders in the day yeah. and uh, seeking out opportunities for Glenn Karen always. Um, uh, everyone, and actually, believe me, my own. Uh, I'm as excited when something actually pops up that I. I have to go do like this week going to yeah. uh, New York Water of uh, Life in New York and the then wolf. Whiskey Fest and shout out to um, you Matt Lurin Lurin yeah Matt hey, Lurin why don't you fill those glasses or something um, I'm, I'm, it's only middle of the day Wilson oh. <laughs> I've been sampling whiskey since 11 o'clock in the morning anyways well, coffee Martin. And sorry Martin that was tofu that was a few this. that was a few Fridays ago oh, where I had some bourbon it was the fine folks here but Giles fault <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, no. Um, you know, and I, I go out. Uh, one of the things I try to do is go out and uh, support brands. Okay. And, you know, and actually, a lot of times I do that, uh, whether they're Glencairn customers or not. Okay. And I think that's just an offshoot for my days producing the Indie Spirit Expo. Okay. Uh, I like seeing what uh, the small guys are doing, mm. um, what... Uh, what they're producing, what what their setup is. Mm. I went to Star Union. I was actually I was really blown away by the fact that it's in the old West Clock yeah. factory, and that West Clock, it's a beautiful West building. Clock factory is enormous, yeah. huge. It's gorgeous. It's, they, they took it's us on a tour, too. and it's big is it really, and, dude? Yeah, it could it could just be falling That's down. That's what I heard. Yeah, um, but I mean, they're back of it. There is an area. I think it might have been on fire. It, it, yeah. They had a fire there, yeah. Uh, years ago, but they also have the West Clock Museum up on the second floor. Uh, not just a, a room about quarter size of this mm. space here. Um, but uh, all this great old stuff actually inspired me to go home. I went and 
bought a bunch of West clocks and uh, oh yeah yeah because I used to have them growing up that was uh, your alarm clock yeah cool wind up West clocks and I thought oh I miss those with little yeah blow in the dark letters yeah. and stuff that's ah. cool so uh, is that what you're gifting everybody this year West no clocks. <laughs> no because a lot of the ones I ordered didn't work anyway gotcha don't, don't <laughs> order any uh, wait did you know they didn't work. <laughs> Um, no, sometimes <laughs> Didn't read the fine print. Sometimes I I don't read the fine print. It's I like, just go off of hey that looks cool. Click. Yeah, the old scam. Buy it now. Yeah. yeah, buy now. Click that scam um, in the early aughts when people were selling X boxes on eBay, but it was oh just no. the box. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, people Love were it. charging like four hundred dollars for them and stuff Love like that. I did. I almost bought. I used to buy liquor on eBay. Oh yeah. You know, back in the day when I worked for Johnny Walker, you can get some really cool uh, expressions of Johnny Walker that were only available in Asia. Okay. Or old bottlings. Like yeah. the original gold label was a 15-year-old. Wow. It was available only in Japan. Huh. And so I bought a bottle. and Somebody broke into my apartment and stole all my vintage. Seriously? Yeah. I don't know who. Just that? Like, Just that? my landlord, one of my landlord's grandkids, because they didn't break in. There was no There's broken door or broken wow. windows. Someone obviously got the key yeah uh either that or somebody stole it at a party i also had a 1.75 blue label yeah that was engraved with the blackhawks uh logo and <sighs> their championship this was the 2010 2013 probably 2010 2010 okay and i went to go open the it comes with a leather case and i opened up the leather case and it was gone it's like what the fuck? Oh, shit, man. Yeah, somebody stole it. I figured they That's only stole sad, Johnny Walker stuff, so they must have, that must have been the only thing they recognized. Are you a fan of Johnny Walker, or is it just from your periods, previous days? I am both. I'm, uh, I, I became a huge fan. Johnny Walker Black is still Black my was, go-to. Oh, yeah, right. Black I love. Um, yeah. Black and Gingers. Yeah. And then... Um, so they call me on the streets. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Black <laughs> and Ginger. Black they call you ginger. Black and Mild, bro. They don't call you Black and Ginger. Uh, <laughs> Black and Mild. <laughs> What was the, um, uh, but um, but also too at that I you know I just when I started working with the brand I was carried away with, you know getting as much Johnny Walker stuff as possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I liked a lot of the older POS. Hmm. I got Johnny Walker watches. I still have all of it. Dude, cool. Really? Yeah, I was thinking I need to open up a store. Yeah, and sell all my old. POS that I've collected like over there. Pop-ups or whatnot. Do you like, still go around and sure. look for that, like in vintage shops at all? I try not to. Okay. I mean, if I see a vintage store, I'll I'll go in. And yeah. I went into a vintage store in Galena one time visiting the Blum Brothers, and uh, and I found two uh, different prints about. Um, one was for Prohibition. One was on Temperance. Okay. Two framed prints. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, so I gave them one, and I brought the other one home. And I'll probably steal it from them in January. Yeah, go on in, steal it. I think it's right next to the door, so it's really easy. Oh, fantastic. the space that you're staying in or at the distillery? Uh, it's at the distillery. At the distillery. Um, and then, um, anyways, yeah, I've, I've always, but, but especially those old rarities, I mean, those were, those were just kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, there was also a gold label 21-year-old. I have the original Johnny Walker Pure Malt, which eventually was relabeled Johnny Walker Green Label. Okay. Oh, wow. I have a Cardew Pure Malt, which they destroyed yeah. all the bottles. Why did they destroy But I was able to snag one before they did. Why so, destroyed? 
Um, so what happened about, I want to get this right, I think it was about 2003, 2004. Uh-huh. Cardew was the number one single malt in Spain. And the Spanish were drinking it up faster than Cardew could make it. So uh, Diageo started vatting it together with Glendullen. And really? they didn't change the packaging at all, except for, so saying Cardew single malt, they called it Cardew um, pure malt. Uh, it was back in the day when you could use pure malt, and pure malt could have meant anything. Uh, Glenn Fittick, I think, at one point called itself a pure malt instead of single malt. Could it only be barley? Uh, yeah, well, basically what it was, it was either a single malt yeah. or a vatting of different single malts, so like what Johnny blend. Walker Green label yeah. is. So a blend, in other words. Well, no, not a blend. It wasn't blend. It was a blend, has single grain whiskey in it, oh. along with different single malts. Gotcha. This was strictly single malts. So if you had two single malts from two different distilleries, you have a blended a malt. Blended yeah. malt by yes. today's standards of, of back set. then mm. you could call it pure malt and but so isn't today's standard is it's as long as it's one distillery one distillery one grain one run well if it's one distillery it still be it's called a single malt so a single malt yeah it doesn't matter yeah because yeah. you're just vatting together different casts we were actually just talking about this last night at the compass box myths and legends release um the whole part of that series is about destroying the myths of distilling and that's one of the myths about single malts what, single it, what malts. it actually means oh god yeah yeah, yeah. which is cool to have but uh, I actually wanted to ask you this because one of the other myths was that location doesn't affect your whiskey and what do you mean location you mean where it's being matured where it's being made like this in all in all the like location oh. of where it's being made interesting well you know what it's funny because for all, uh, for as many as many examples as you can pick, like people talk about Lagavulin. Yeah. Oh, Lagavulin has that that Isla character, right? But isn't and it maltiness? <laughs> you can taste the ocean. Yeah, but actually, it's tankered. It's malted in Speyside, right? No, it's what? Is it malted in Speyside? No, yeah, it probably gets its malt from Port Ellen okay. on Isla. Yeah. But as far as it being matured on Isla. It's put into tankers and then uh, shipped over to the mainland. Oh, is it? Yeah. And uh, Diageo has, I want to say, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I forget if this, I got this right. But I'm pretty sure Diageo alone has about 18 million casts of whiskey laying down. Jesus. Diageo alone. Yeah, because they have 30 distilleries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of them are workhorses for the blends. Yeah. They have Johnny Walker. They have... Buchanan's, they have J&B, uh, so they have some some big guys. Spells is another one of theirs. Um, so they need all that whiskey. Um, but so yeah, you. But at the same time, taste Old Pulteney, and Old Pulteney is from Wick, which is right on the North Sea, and it's a non-peated single malt, but it has a salty character to it. Mm-hmm. Old Pulteney, you mean? Yeah, I had some cast strength of that just the other night at Bourbon Women. Uh, sipping shop, and it's much better than the just regular old Pulteney that they have out. Yeah, I find it. I I do like the older expressions. Yeah. I hate saying that because I don't. I'm not a ageist. I hate you know. I hate giving the impression oh, older's better because yeah. there's so many other whiskeys like a Talisker Ten. Yeah, is one of my favorite okay uh, whiskeys, and 
I've had people come up to me. I had this one guy come up to me once and say, oh, I, hey, I, you know, I love whiskey. I, I love single malts. I, and, I, you know, I will not drink anything less than 18 years of age. And I just want to, you know, the guy was a nice guy, but I want to say you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, fuck you're off. Spending a lot of money, dude, and you're missing out on some, really some really good stuff. Aberlower 10. That was Jeez, another one. Hell yeah. I used to love Aberlower 10. The Have Aber- you ever had Laphroaig six-year? I don't think so. Uh, I, I just found out they maybe a month ago they actually made it six year. I didn't know that. Um, oh, that, yeah, yeah. well, I knew. Uh, I mean, especially a lot of the Isla whiskeys. Kalila used to put out yeah. uh, young uh, cast strength bottlings, like an eight year old. Mm. Yeah, I think I might even have one of both. They have an eight year old peated and an eight year old uh, unpeated. I just had a young one of theirs from Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. One of their Barrel picks and it was re- really really delicious. Um, yeah, the, the, the age of stuff is so stupid, which we've we've uh, exhausted that yeah. <laughs> topic way too uh, much, which yeah. I'm sure all three of us have in various other forums outside of this podcast. But get back to your current role with Glencairn yeah. um, <laughs> and Johnny Walker stories. The thief behind it all, who only the stole thief Johnny. Behind it all. Step forward, you little Bastard. punk. Step what forward. <laughs> I wish I had one of those nanny cams. Yeah. Find that person. How long ago was this? Crush. Well, like I said, it had to be about after 2010. Okay. All right. So probably 2011. At some point I had that because I remember I had a cradle, uh, this leather cradle for the 1.75. Okay. And I wanted to put the bottle in the cradle. And, God damn it, man. Leather cradle. stole it. I opened it up. It's like my baby Fucking was taken jerks. out of the crib. <laughs> Ridiculous! <laughs> Whoever you are, whoever I'm going to find you. Maybe you already, maybe you already have it in your vigilante days of or evenings after yes. you put your mask on. That's true. Maybe the mystery might be one of my already countless solved. number of of uh, I don't know, call them victims because they're all guilty. True. Yeah. Just a win in your oh, book. Well, most of them were guilty. Most. <laughs> Can't really say with complete certainty. It's justice, baby. Some I just kind of flipped a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't oh, quite yeah. sure. Guilty, not guilty. Oh yeah, Harvey, two face. <laughs> Spin the coin, see how it goes, man. Um, but no, like with your current role now that Wilson knows a little bit more about your day. <laughs> I still, I still, I think there's more. I know there's more. I am. Yeah, I know there's more. Is it similar to like an ambassador role with whiskey? I mean. Visiting accounts, taking in orders. I don't, well, if accounts need me to come out, I will. Yeah. Uh, I have cases of samples of glassware, though I kind of feel like a... Like a, a Tupperware lady? Well, like the full, <laughs> full, full, full kind of, yeah. Mary Kay Except, ladies? Uh, or I was going to go even back further to the uh, Fuller Brush guy. My dad sold uh, Fuller Brushes. Fuller brushes yeah. You guys know what Fuller Brushes are? You ever no. seen them? <laughs> so Fuller Brushes were wooden handles with the black bristles. Oh, and they had all yeah, different yeah. kinds. They had hair ones. They had ones for, yep. your, for your coat, yeah. you know, uh, your lint brushes. I could use one for of, my coat. Yeah, I think Pops, we... I. I didn't even know it for the longest time. They used to be all over the house, and uh, turned out Dad was a Fuller Brush man for a, a short period of time. Probably oh, wow. Not, okay. not enough money to raise 10 kids on was Fuller Brush. Fuller Brushes. Um, you had 10 kids? Yeah. I knew your family was big. I didn't know it was that big. Oh, yeah. And a uh, uh, funny thing I like Irish. to always mention is my folks tried for three years when they first got married, have kids, and told they were told they couldn't. Uh-huh. Wow. They couldn't have kids, so they adopted my oldest brother. Oh. My grandmother was a... Uh, 
a nurse uh, in a hospital up in Michigan, and uh, my brother was uh, abandoned by her teenage mother, so convinced my folks to uh, adopt him. And, uh, nine months later, my oldest sister was born. Wow. And boom, 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 boom. Wow. Uh, Ten kids in 14 years. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Pops was a randy man. Mom was sturdy and Where do you fit good into the order? Good hmm? Where do you fit into the order? I'm number nine of ten, and I'm the youngest of the boys. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I used to like to say, kill me, and there's another Duffy to take my place. But now nah, those other Duffies are getting a little up there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, you got Jamie now. Yes, that's right. I have a new generation. You have a generation to come through. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Son, Jamie did take my place. Sure, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, sure. Took you she kind of does. Yeah. You know. yeah. She might be making a surprise visit during this podcast. Uh, That'd be awesome. I actually, I haven't I, seen oh, I actually right asked her to so come, long. and she said that she couldn't get here until four. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, well unfortunately not. We're not going to go for a three-hour no, podcast. No. <laughs> It'd be cool if she had a few more, appo- a few more appointments to see today. Do you really? She's a hard worker. I do. Yeah, she is. very proud of her. She definitely is. Um, but with the Glen Karen, so just to give you a little background. So obviously, my Glen Karen story actually overlaps with the whole brand ambassador, master whiskey yeah. stuff. So in my Diageo days, obviously, I was doing all the whiskey fests. It's glad you're a master of something. Yeah, I was a master of scotch, then master of whiskey. Master of whiskey. Then now you became I'm just senior. a master of crystal. I am, uh, what is, uh, what's the Blum Brothers call me, uh, Abe Froman, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Chicago, what is it, uh, Chicago King of Crystal I think we're going to have to re- Chicago King of Crystal. Yeah. Hey, uh, for, oh, that's Chicago right. Chicago Crystal King, that's what I am. <laughs> Chicago Crystal King. <laughs> <laughs> I think when yeah, we're up in Galena next month, maybe I'll just sit down in your Airbnb and record a little episode with those guys and let them that would be That would be funny. That would yeah. be funny. Actually, you know, there's... There's some fascinating stories. I sat down with Mike at that same Airbnb. Yeah. After the event, we went back to the Airbnb, and he brought out a beautiful bottle of Longmorn. I think mm. it was, I forget, 18, 18-year-old Longmorn? Mike did? Huh? Mike did? Oh, it was it was so good. Uh, we had, must pol- pol- I think you, wanted, you didn't want to polish it off. Yeah. So he kind of put a cork in it at one point, but could have, could have. Is that from his Didn't overseas days he brought back? Smuggled <laughs> uh, in the country? No, you know what? I, I I don't know. I don't know where he got it. But it's 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 here. So he might have just got it at Binnie's. Yeah. yeah, true. Um, but we were... Um, what do we do? Uh, oh, he was telling me about his days in the NSA. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And you know that Matt used to sell nuke parts. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so the two of them... Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Blom Brothers, episode never 22. You'll talk yeah. about Russian collusion stuff because they would be in the mix. It's true. Boom. It's just way too much. They're way into That's it. why they moved out to Glean and to be yeah. away from it all. Yeah, they got to be What stopped. if Matt Brown is a Russian spy? Stop. That would, that would be Stop. too smart on the Russian part. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too good of a cover. <laughs> Oh, poor Matt Brown. Let, let's send in this guy. No one will suspect him. <laughs> yeah. The Russian spy. The Irish guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the, uh, what was it? The, um, uh, yeah, so I go to all the whiskey fests, and I made friends with Scott Davidson and his father, Ray. Ray is the one that developed the Glencairn glass in the 90s. Uh, his 
uh, oldest son, Paul, is the one who found a prototype sitting on the on a shelf at the factory and says, hey, Dad, what's this? And he goes, oh, you know, it was an idea. I thought nobody knows about, nobody, there's no glass out there just for whiskey. There's the balloon glass, but that's for blending. Who wants to drink out of that poncy little glass? That's, you know, so uh, Paul said, oh, that's a good idea. Let's run with it. So they got together with five master blenders, uh, two of which uh, Dave Stewart okay. over at Balvini and um, uh, Richard Patterson with the Dalmores are two of the five that are, are still active um, in the biz. And then five uh, families. They're um, uh, anyways. The glass was being basically. Uh, christened at Whiskey Fest. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and so... What year was that? Uh, it would have to be 2001. Oh, wow. Um, which is funny, because so many people, when I tell them that, they go, oh, 18 years ago? I thought this glass was like... I, a thousand years old. Toulouse Lautrec <laughs> was drinking out of it yeah. back in the... Until you know, I looked into it, yeah, like maybe a year ago or so. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, It's a problem, actually, in a way, is that uh, people have this almost false memory of it that yeah. it's become like the brandy glass where people just think it's a generic glass. Oh. Yep. I told you the story about the, um, it, the Bourbon Beyond event used as their logo. I don't think so. Yeah, so it's smack dab center of their logo yeah. for their music fe- uh, festival. And about two years ago, I reached out to them because we didn't have any record of them buying the glass from us, but it's there it is, yeah. big oh, center okay. of their logo. <clears throat> Excuse me, of their logo and said, um, "Damn it, Fred! Damn. Uh, guys, uh, you're using our glass, uh, but uh, you're not <laughs> buying it. You're like, uh, your glass, yeah, the Glencairn glass. It's in the center of your logo. Yeah, he goes, that's your glass. Goes, yeah, it's the Glencairn glass. Look it up. <laughs> We're just, he thought, oh, we thought that was like." Just a generic glass that people drink whiskey. They out aren't of. that dumb. Well, they're music promoters. They're not in the biz. Okay. I mean, it might be called Bourbon and Beyond, but, but it's really just. But it's just, music fe- yeah. it's just yeah, a Beyond. Yeah, part oh, let's of get those. some bourbon. In yeah, there. yeah. Uh, they really don't didn't know anything about oh. you know, the the booze business. I think that's why Fred got involved. Was that he was their conduit to the oh, Kentucky okay. bourbon hmm. world. So they came to him versus him going to them. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, um, the uh, uh, anyways, that's that is kind of the issue we, we struggle with, and one of the things I deal with uh, uh, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, I made friends with the Davidsons, and you know I'd go over and visit them anytime I was in Scotland. I'd hang out with Scott, mm. and uh, later on, uh, I'd pal around with uh, the youngest uh, son, Andy. Andrew. Um, uh, who's much younger than uh, he's like twelve years younger than Scott. Okay, but he's like now he's about thirty-five. Oh, he's okay. We've yeah we've emailed back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Um, he's living out in Denver right now. Oh, I didn't school. know that. Yeah, kind of quit the biz and it's kind of gone off onto his own. Um, oh, wow. Anyways, Jettison, what about five years ago? Um, Andy approached me. Uh, invited me out to dinner in Chicago, said, hey, how would you like to come work for us? Mm-hmm. And I go, doing what? <laughs> well, we have nobody in the States, and I'm in charge of traveling the world for this, and I'm getting married, and you know, I just don't have the time. And 
blah, blah, blah. You cover North America? And I said, yeah, okay. And just like my old master whiskey job, there was no job description. In fact, almost everything, even things like my invoices Figure and everything out, else I'm, I do. I'm glad you know, nothing's changed. Yeah, it really is. Well, they, they had no idea. Any, I don't know how it is for you guys when well, you start working for your respective brands. Oh, we had job descriptions. Oh, yeah. you did? Yeah. So they had it all worked out. See, yeah. I mean... The, you, the bones. You the speak bones. for yourself, Wilson. Yeah. The, the bones. skeleton yeah. Yeah. to which to hang the they, meat. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's... Um, I was just told to make Australia the next big thing. So. The what? I was just told to make Australia the next big thing. That's all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that rum and gin has always been a little back burner. Australia. Rum's always the next big thing. <laughs> 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 oh, I had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> I think Australia, though, has a lot of cool stuff. I've tasted a number of gins over the last couple Great of years. Great gins, yeah. Coming from there. Four Pillars is really doing well. Um, I think uh, they just might. But at the same time, now you have to compete with everybody else. There's 35 distilleries in Ireland. You yeah. have, they say there's more. I don't believe this, though. I can't believe it's. Well, if you think about just the amount of spirits that are within 60 miles of Chicago, like how much is being made around here, and then you can think of like one country is only making like 120, 140 distilleries overall in the whole spirits industry. Yeah. Like I have Australia. I mean, how many do we have within a 100-mile radius from Chicago? Well, and that's the tough thing, too. For They're doing really these, good stuff. You know, I feel bad for some of the folks over in Ireland and the U.K. who are producing a gin. Yeah. And right now, well... Actually, I think it's even beginning to wear off a little bit mm-hmm. over there as far as the, you know, the big gin rise in yeah. gin consumption. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're all thinking, oh, wait till the Americans get a hold of our gin. Woo-hoo. It's like, <laughs> boring, yeah. had it. <laughs> Plus, there are 1,700 <laughs> distilleries <laughs> here, and everyone's making a gin. And it's pretty you good. You are yeah. just going to come over yeah. and... You think every Irish pub's going to want your gin when there's already, like, say, gunpowder gin? Yeah. Is our drum, drum shampoo. Uh, I already had their stuff over here. And, you know, it's like when, uh, do you guys remember uh, uh, Brian Brew Vodka? uh Brian Irish, Brew? Brian Brew. He was the first Irish king, and they named this vodka after him. Gotcha. It wasn't you know, anything to run home about, uh, even for a vodka. Um, and so they were, uh, you know, that really went nowhere. I mean, yeah, you'll find it in the well of Interesting. some no, Irish I, pubs who I can't say that I've heard of it. buying too many no. cases of it when it first came out. But <laughs> that's just it. I mean, there's only so much of that. Plus, I don't think there's, you know, Irish whiskey is the only thing that's anyone's going to be uh, um, interested in. And even that, uh, they're going to have to suffer through years of of all the small guys going through trial and error, mm-hmm. making sure their stuff is up to snuff. And if they've been, say, like with Teelings, Teelings has been selling a lot of old Bushmills. Bush yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now yeah. the stuff they're producing, which only came of age a year ago, yeah. okay. um, you know, met the three-year requirement to be called Irish whiskey. That, um, you know, now that has to meet the quality of Bushmills, which had been doing it for centuries. Yeah. So now you have to match that. You know, you know it's going to take it's a time. number of years, plus your stuff is still young. I mean, Irish whiskey, 
after three years, there's something about it. It's interesting. Bourbon mm-hmm. uh, can can find some really great, you know, two year old uh, bourbons, three year old bourbons. But wouldn't you say, kind of getting back to the question I asked you earlier about location, wouldn't you say that's a big effect of it, where barrels, uh, where we can get a lot more maybe different temperatures and fluctuation in temperature out of our barrels, and kind of creating some more um, more flavors to our whiskey. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, it's really true. I was just out in Denver, and it was fascinating because I you totally forget. You know, you go to Denver, and you you know, okay, I forgot altitude. It's yep. going to be mm-hmm. tough breathing and walking and mm-hmm. Drink up. slower. Yeah. Oh, my God. My hangovers over there were the worst. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. Plus, you dry out. I come out of the shower, and within a minute, my hair's dry. I go, what? What the hell is coming? Wow, it's so dry yeah, in Denver. Um, which I go visit some of these distilleries, and I, I had to ask, well, well, what is your evaporation rate over mm. here? Mm. And it was interesting that you know, folks are trying to take. Some people take advantage of it. You know, they actually lose a little more water than alcohol. Okay, which is kind of cool. That's kind of like uh, in Kentucky. Um, but then, uh, like, uh, Todd Leopold is, has a dunnage floor, it's yeah. an earthen floor. Oh, so okay. it's, he's getting a lot more of a, a cooler, uh, damper, okay. um, atmosphere in his, hmm. in his warehouse. Um, so his yields a little bit better. Yeah. So, and you know, obviously we have so many different microclimates, right? Yeah. yeah. And you've got everything from super humid to extra dry. And, uh, I mean, you got... Whiskey's being made down in the southwest in the desert, mm-hmm. make, being made up in Vermont, Maine, uh, obviously uh, Washington State, Oregon. I think there's which a, sing- there's a single in Hawaii, Scotland. too, isn't there? <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, there's distilleries there. You got them up in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, imagine, you know, uh, I don't know what, you know, how much the weather fluctuates as far as anything really hot in Alaska, but yeah. I imagine the cold. Pretty darn cold. Definitely. Uh, but in Ireland, Ireland, you've never heard any of that. Though you never really heard anything about like regional effects mm-hmm. or whiskeys that are aged by the sea. I mean, Bushmills is, I think, less than three miles from mm-hmm. it's the, close. the sea. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it might be closer than that. Uh, Cooley is right on a peninsula. Yeah. But it's not the sea per se. It's the Irish Sea. Yep. And then, uh, which is very small, Definitely. Um, more of a channel. Really. Channel, yeah. And then, uh, 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 let's see, a lot of them. I mean, Middleton is down the south, mm-hmm. but it's fairly inland. Mm-hmm. Kilbegan's so, pretty inland, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's almost in the center. Yeah. But then again. You know, this is something also, too, I've mentioned with, you know, uh, when we talk about uh, the ocean effect. Yep. On whiskeys, say, in Scotland. You know, Scotland's only 150 miles mm-hmm. uh, at its widest. Oh, wow. So that, that, I'm assuming that uh, entails uh, or includes the islands. Okay. And uh, Scotland has 700 islands. Wow. Around uh, uh, an area that's... 250 miles north-south, 150 miles east-west. So that means you're really never more than 75 miles from the ocean. Yeah. So 
how close to the ocean do you have to be? Hmm. Yeah. 65 miles. Oh, is it? <laughs> that's, a fact. that's a fact. I, I did my own study. 60, <laughs> well, actually, 64.7 miles. That actually is more accurate. Thank yeah. you. The, um, they, uh, uh, I mean, they're, it's, um, oh, another fact about, say, Scotland, and the true, uh, same thing could be said about Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in Scotland, it gets 900 billion gallons of rainwater dropped on it every year. Jesus. Wow. And those storms are coming off wow. the ocean. Yeah. So are they picking up seawater? I mean, I not mean, seawater directly, but... Essence. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and how much is that affecting it? Mm-hmm. Then again, I mean, look here in Chicago. If you go down to Chicago distilling, I've often thought this about local distilleries if yeah. you go down to chicago distilling they have all of their uh, barrels in the back of uh their still house mm-hmm. which is right there in milwaukee avenue yeah i mean what kind of climate is that and if we're talking about barrels breathing does that mean it's breathing in all the exhaust off the i've wondered yeah yeah uh, you know? i thought about that um is there air? There should, there should be. Is there like a circulatory? Fan well, microphone's there? about three feet away. Well, from that's you. just. Uh, I mean, it probably is I mean, filtered. Obviously. Yeah, but I mean, but it still comes in. Right. Yeah. I and mean, you're, you're not getting if if what you hear from the guys down in Kentucky. Yeah. And you hear from the guys in Scotland. Yeah. And that's where the two places where you've always heard this stuff. If if it, the casts are breathing and the breathing in the surrounding atmosphere. I mean, we used to talk, and it was, mm, this is probably myth, but like, um, if you talk about Dalwini, mm-hmm. Dalwini single malt is located, it's basically surrounded by mountains on three sides, uh, that turn purple with heather, huh. right? So you figure, oh, all this floral, heathery character, we used to say it had a bit of a heathery character, but there's a lot of whiskeys that have a heathery yeah. character. What's peat? But yeah. usually compressed heather. And other vegetation, uh, so they could say they have heathery character too, to one degree or another. Hmm. Um, uh, Sounds like we need to make a TV show about making myths of location of whiskey. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, actually, did I tell you? I was going to yeah, do you that. Told, yeah, yeah, you told us that about was going to be some of what I would like to have done later on, once I got a budget and I could have made it international, so you, I could kind of demythetize some of those because it's like you know island whiskeys that claim oh it's because of the water well you know that water that you see outside the Lagavulin distillery looks (laughs) like Lagavulin (laughs) it really does yeah it's a it's a brook that's been flowing through peat bogs but yeah, let's go, oh, guys, is this that crystal clear water you guys use? And you like, I, uh, I wouldn't drink that if I was you. know, like, eh. yeah, well, okay, I guess it isn't. Yeah, and the water mostly at the end of the process is purified water anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, well, may- that was the other thing, too. So, the, so that used to be the big thing, right? Yeah. Everyone talked about, other than where it was uh, aged and where it was being matured and where it was soaking up the atmosphere, the other thing was, oh, and the water. The water brings all the escape. I wish I could have seen this. Um, they, uh, 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 well, Willie Tate with Jura, mm-hmm. he was a big proponent of that. He said, oh, it's definitely the water. Oh, the water is bringing that peaty character to the whiskey. And, and, and uh, you go, 
but the thing was, when I went to Oban, mm-hmm. uh, the Oban Distillery, right, which is right across the road from the Bay of Oban, it's right there in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine when the seas get rough, the ocean's probably could be coming right up to its front door. Um, it's that close. Um, I said, oh, so we're, do you guys have an underground spring or something? Although we get it right off here at the city top, right here. <laughs> he said, oh, it's clean water. I mean, it's great. You know, it's, it's coming from a spring somewhere, I guess. And, uh, but, we, you know, they do, uh, they, they treat it. You yeah. know? But they, unlike Chicago water, which, you know, is mm, 75% chlorine. Uh, 25% dead bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Decomposed bodies, old guns, (laughs) everything else that's been dumped in the lake. Uh, Sharks. Alloys. The uh, one alligator. Yeah, alligators. (laughs) Um, Or is it a crocodile? I don't remember. Garter garter snails. What's the the snail that got into the lake system? Oh, yeah. Or the things that. Oh, that's supposed that to be screwing stink. things yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't what know what it's called, called, but yeah. Um, Dead something. But anyways, they, you know, their their water is pretty clean. Yeah. Actually, I drank from the spring, and this is what got me on this, too, when I go and I thought everybody had this. They had us, they brought us to Cardew, and they drove us out into this field and the, this hill, and they started walking us up this hill, and they were going to show us the source of their... There's spring water, and mm-hmm. I'm expecting to see this beautiful, crystal clear pond with a lady holding a sword <laughs> underneath it or something. Very <laughs> magical, very twinkly. A lady holding um, a sword. Yeah, from King Arthur. Um, and instead, uh, uh, Ian Williams, who was the brand home manager at the time, just stood up on a, a pipe that was coming out of the ground with a cap on it. And he stepped off and he opened it up and said, there it is. And we looked there down and we heard it, couldn't see it. And we went down a ways and there was a manhole cover. You know, solid manhole yeah. cover, not one of our. Uh, he just opened it up and there was a, it was a clean channel that they had built, some kind of tunnel. But they had, um, he just scooped up some water, poured it out for us yeah. and we drank it right out of the ground. How was it? It was delicious. Delicious and very refreshing, very clean, Incredi- very just... incredibly clean, refreshing. It it was. Um, I re- I mean I remember it to this very day. It was it was so cool. Yeah. Um, That's cool. And sparkling clear. We all had Copita glasses and we're holding it up and go, wow, wow. This is this is unfiltered, and we. I, you know, being a city boy and drinking Chicago water. Yeah. Which is supposed to be, it's not. It's one of the better waters. Yeah, it is. It, is, it really is. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it was, uh, it was an uh, eye-opener what real water tastes <laughs> like. I can imagine. Until yeah, you little. get locked jaw. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what a way to go. So, so this whole uh, black gang uh, going right back to that yeah, yeah I just wanted to know about it because it was uh, I couldn't get any of them then yeah so how, I'm how many f- did you produce a thousand yeah that's only it a thousand okay and so were they li- opaque I'm sorry I'm sorry opaque were they like yeah can't what was see the process it? of yeah, making no. it yeah okay so it's um, 
it's not black glass. It does have a coating on it. Uh, is it Dragonstone? Uh, that it's a Glencairn that has a, a black coating. Okay. Um, and uh, actually, if you go into Scott Davidson's office, he has a number of of different um, Glencairn glasses of various colors. That hmm. I don't know if he was always just kind of playing around with it, checking on it. I really like the green one. There's a blue one, right? It looks right? cool, huh? There's a blue one, correct? Yeah. And that that we have in plenty uh, plenty of supply. Uh, that's a standard. But he did make a he asked for a limited production just see how they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can do too. A lot of folks. Well, uh, I'll get to that in a sec. You were, they, getting, you were getting hammered on social oh my media. God. Sons of bitches. Yeah, that's why people think. Yeah, it was. It was. So I felt of, bad for you. Honestly. So it, uh, yeah, and that's that's exactly kind of what I want to talk to you about it because it's not fair when you're making a thousand. Yeah. Your website crashes because how many thousands of people are trying yeah. to? Well, tens of thousands of people are trying to get it. And so that was it. And so it was. Uh, we had um, uh, our gal uh, Kirsty. Did you uh, get one? Uh, they might have sent me. I asked them to send me six. Prior okay. to the sale. Prior to that one. Uh, one for if Wilson, they could. One if they could. I said I didn't want to take from the sale. Sure, and even those guys didn't expect it yeah. to be the way it really? was. So. Yeah, surprised. I, I saw it was only 1,000. I'm like, oh, those well, are Yeah, gone. but that was just yeah. it. I mean, we, you know, we were, of course, I think we're a little out of it in that we work for this glass company. And we, I'm surrounded by Glencairn glasses in my, sure. my house. And I'm thinking, all right, it's and a you never bring Glencairn any with glass. you. Huh? I don't see any in front of us. I don't. I don't well, s- I didn't get any. I didn't get I mean, I don't know if I'm I got any. No, no, I'm general. You're Karen surrounded Glenn. by Glenn, Glenn Karen's. Oh, well. You're at my house. You know what I'm going to do right now? You're at my house. You know? I'm going to remove this from my keychain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, man. You know? Wait a minute. I got some on my coat. I got a Glenn C. You know? I'm always surrounded. I have a Glenn oh, Karen. Here, no, I have a Glenn Karen pin on my backpack. Here, look. Look at this. See, look at that, good boy. Snug, snug glass. This is how generic uh, the glass is becoming. Um, is that uh, Bushmills created a pin in the shape of our glass without asking without us? Without asking you guys? Because we own the the we own patent the 3D mm-hmm. uh, patent on this, so you can't. You're really not supposed to duplicate the image without Ooh. asking us. Ooh, yeah. Nice. We're we're you know we love that everyone loves it, but. We are afraid of it becoming just that generic looking yeah. thing that everybody thinks. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna make. He's a going caring. Glass. I told you the thing we talked about last week, uh, last time is that uh, some guys. I think they're in Michigan. They wanted to make a wooden Glencairn glass, mm. and we told them you can't. That's it's like making a Glencairn glass. Doesn't mm. matter what you're making out of. Yeah, it's so, so, well. You don't own the patent on it. Was so we own well, the we 3D? Do. Patent on it. Yes, we do. Well, we're going to do it anyway. So the crystal hammer had to come down. The crystal oh, hammer? The crystal hammer from Is that what you call yourself? Chicago I Crystal King. King. I call it, yeah. You call the it the crystal, crystal hammer. hammer? Yes. <laughs> are you, so you are not the Chicago Crystal King. No, I am the Crystal King with the crystal hammer uh, instead of a scepter. It's crystal King hammer. Bang, bang. <laughs> Modest. Crystal hammer came down upon your head. Um... Though, but, but as it turned out, we didn't have to do anything because I believe they used some kind of crappy wood. So they all, uh, the, whatever ones they sold leaked. Leaked. Mm. It just became porous. I was going to say, how did that work with wood? It's like a chalice back in. Uh... Yeah, well, I think, too, what their idea was is that somehow your More whiskey mortar. was also. Am I going to get sued for this then? 
I'm you showing, now, yeah. yeah, I'm showing <laughs> Murray a, a picture of a uh, Glen Cairn yeah. uh, rendering I did with a whale sticking out of the top of it. <laughs> Actually, I love uh, I love some of the stuff we've seen. A lot of whiskey groups use it, and you know, yeah, they're not going to turn around and sell it. And exactly. that you're not turning around and you're not turning around and selling that, right? I mean, I mean, you would sell the image if you want, I guess, the poster. But I'm saying you know, if you were to make a pin or a glass with... Uh, well, that's you. That that's my depiction tails? of you. That's it's a whale, whale tail. The, those, yeah. the great whale. Then, boom. Boom, out. you're out. But if I gave you half the money? Then it's okay. We'll start a conversation. <laughs> start a dialogue. No, actually, we're going to start... Uh, we're gonna, pretty soon, we will have something online... Uh, a licensing agreement where oh, people cool. can oh, that's cool. people that's smart. sign up and it's just so we know you're yeah. doing it. Yeah. Not, I don't think we're going to ask for any kind of fees or money or anything oh, like wow. that. Yeah. We just want, you know, salt uh, of the earth. We just want folks it. to know. Well, and yeah, obviously it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. And the family, I think feels, uh, really surprised I'm sure. see yeah, that by it, yeah. being used on all, we went down to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival and their gala they had an enormous I mean this thing had to be about nine feet tall and an enormous Glen Cairn glass all lit up wow. and like in stained glass wow it was their big display as you walked in we thought wow uh, and then at I Bourbon Beyond uh, <laughs> whatchamacallit did um uh, uh, Vendome, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, the still makers did a uh, a giant copper and cement. Cons- I think it's I think it was the cement base. Yeah, uh, but then a big copper globe with a giant Glen Cairn glass on it. Cool, um, and it was in the center of the Berman Beyond Festival, and uh, you know they didn't ask our permission, but we love yeah. the guys at Vendome and. We think uh, it was really cool, and we even talked about it. We, I asked, uh, "Hey, uh, boys, might might like that for uh, you know putting on top of the the studio back yeah. in Scotland? How much? Uh, one hundred sixty thousand dollars? Wow! So, okay. They're you? Scottish. Yeah. You're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna buy that. You're kind of hoping you'd say, "Ah, oh, just take it." Yeah. Well, we didn't, you guys didn't get the rights to this, but yeah, yeah, trade. So with the glass, uh, Kirsty came up with an idea. Kirsty Nicholson is uh, 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 works at the company, or works. Yeah, she works at the studio, and uh, she saw that we had a thousand black Glen Cairn glass, and said, "Oh, hey, Black Friday's coming up. Why don't we offer them on the website?" And the whole idea, too. I originally I thought people could order them through me, but. Uh, the idea was to drive people to the website <laughs> so they could see other things. You succeeded. <laughs> yes, we did. And uh, Do you know how many orders were actually requested? Someone, I saw a number of 235,000. <laughs> um, For a thousand yeah. black things. Now, whether it's wow. right or not. Well, and there's also some people that are trying to double-click or trying to get one order and it kept freezing, so they went double-click to Well, so yeah. what everyone decided to do it was treated like their concert tickets, yep. and everybody wanted the you know the front row, yeah. so everyone went on at the same time. Yep. And it was a shame. It was in the middle of the night for some folks, I guess, here. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, no, no, here I think it was actually seven. When night. did you release it there? Well, it was at twelve o one 
Greenwich Means time. So yeah, then about so, yeah. 6.01 yeah. Chicago time. In the evening. Right. Yeah. And so uh, everybody in the dog went on. And what people don't understand is Glenn Karen is... Fine, I'll stop. Stop hitting. She's stop hitting the cart. Pause off. So um, uh, what folks don't understand is Glenn Karen is a very... still You know, the glass is iconic and known worldwide. Yeah. But... It's a small company. It's a family-owned company. Uh, imagine any bar in the city it had a website, and all of a sudden, everybody, 235,000 people yeah. decided to come on it all at once. Um, and we got guarantees from our IT guy. Oh, no, it'll be fine. Because the sale was also supposed to last from Friday until, I think, midnight on Monday. <laughs> Needed midnight on Friday. Yeah, to yeah. Just five yeah. on Saturday. I mean, they <laughs> sold out within minutes. Yeah. But what also happened is that you had an awful lot of people who went online, putting it in their cart, and then they found out, oh, international shipping's uh, expensive. Yeah. yeah, Dingleberry, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> well, yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's. I mean, I've I tried to order those Glencairn lanyards yeah. before we started. Um, making them, um, they're only available in Germany, and I, I looked up and it's like three euro, and I said I'll pay for you three euro. And then came out, it was like forty five euro shipping wow. for a lanyard. For one lanyard, and I go worth it. I'm a, I'm a Put it doink. On when it comes to whiskey, I'm not that big of a doink. Goodness, um, it gets me every time I order from certain Scotch distilleries over there. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah. 20% off? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. $80 bottle of whiskey? I'll take that for $55. And they're like, oh, yeah, $30 shipping at the, low, at the low price. Yeah. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I'm back up to 100 So yeah. these, these were actually coated in, in a black. Yeah. Okay. Which is so why it, you couldn't it, engrave on or etch on them. And okay. you'll see that uh, if you see the blue yeah. glass. Mm-hmm. See, Eric, uh, Eric Rosentrader just sent me... Uh, picture he actually got two of the black glasses and, oh, nice and two um and with it um because he had some difficulties we sent him two of the blue as a as nice. a little how do you do now are the blues a blue crystal that's been shaped accordingly or is that also no it's a standard glencairn glass okay. which okay for those of you who don't know standard glencairn is still a crystal glass yep right. It's not cut crystal like you'll see a cut crystal Glencairn glass. That's 24% leaded crystal. Um, we use barium on all the standard Glencairn glasses gotcha. mm, okay. for the clarity. So it's because some people have a problem with, you know, nowadays you <clears throat> there's a coating on all the glasses that mm-hmm. uh, prevents leaching of lead into your uh, spirits. Okay. Uh, okay. You actually, even with our decanters, you put whiskey into one of our uh, whiskey decanters, you get more lead in your drinking water than you would lead out of that decanter. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, then what's the age. process for putting the color onto it? I, you know, I, how it's done exactly, I've never seen. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, it can't be dipped. No. Because otherwise you'd have smears. So I'm not sure how they do it. Yeah. I really don't. I couldn't tell you. And that's bad for me being a well, brand representative. But I also don't deal with the colored glass all that much. You're more sure. of the 
Yeah. We just wanted to know if you were going to be take full responsibility personally for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I told some people, and in some cases, I did screw up because I had so many different groups from you know different, especially on Facebook. Yeah. I had various people asking me from uh, different groups in different parts of the world, even. Sure. Uh, the Australian. Um, I think it's the Australian Bourbon Society. Okay. You know, guys were asking, hey, what team does it start down here? And I go, I don't know. Are you guys before us or after us? I know you're underneath us, but I don't know how that affects yeah. time. They're before us. Are you in another dimension? You're That's, Australian. It you feels like weird it. chins. So I couldn't figure out what they were, um, <laughs> what they had. So <laughs> could you rest a Glen Cairn on your chin? I'd like to see that because you have Dudley Do Right chins. Um, so I do. Like Brian Brown and cocktail. Brian Brown and cocktail. Is that a does chin? not paint the picture of the world. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I'm not even asking about my people, man. Oh, uh, how many? So how many? How many? How many variations, color-wise, are there currently? I'm going to be safe yeah. and say, oh, right now, the only thing we have is blue. We have a blue Glencairn glass and a blue uh, a stem Copita glass. Gotcha. Um, I love to see a, uh, a blue cut crystal Glencairn. Mm, pretty. Where, actually, it's not... Uh, where I think it would be so nice because I believe the thing is too. I, I, I drink some vodka out of it. Be nice. <laughs> hey, well, actually, you know what we? Oh, you know what uh, Raymond had done years ago. So when he came up with this really gorgeous uh, leaded crystal shot glass, kind of a shot, but it was really big and really heavy. Mm-hmm. And it had four corners on the shot glass, uh, and the f- each corner was blue. The rest of it was all clear. Oh, cool! It's a really gorgeous, yeah. Really, oh, and then the Striding Man. So he had brought it to one of the whiskey fests to pitch to Diageo, but uh, I think the cost of that glass would have been uh, probably half the cost of Johnny Walker Blue. Wow, jeez! So nowadays. With everybody spending an arm and a leg on on higher end scotches, and and uh, there might actually be a market for it. They should, yeah, I think they should go back and. You know what's interesting too? Speaking about glasses, if you go to the Glencairn Studios in East Kilbride, uh, ask Paul Davidson to show you a glass he has up in his shelf. You guys familiar with the Norland glass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, That's so cool. yeah. uh, he has a plastic prototype of the Norland glass that Diageo had brought him um, years ago oh. uh, that they originally wanted us to make for them, yeah. and then they changed their mind. Really? <laughs> so the Norland glass is not, it's, the idea is. <laughs> uh, is uh, North America, or is the U.S. the biggest market for Glencairn? No, no. I think uh, Asia is is huge. Um, America is becoming uh, a very, very big market. But again, you only have me Mm -hmm. uh, covering uh, not only the U.S., but Canada. I've been meaning to put my application in. 
So yeah, that's a good man. Actually, I've I've told them uh, I've told the guys a number of times. I think we should uh, bring in more people. Someone for the West Coast, yeah. West Coast. Yeah. Think of that California, Oregon, Washington. Just the distilleries alone. Yeah. And then you have Colorado. And this is a rising market in California too. It just kind oh. of they're just not just getting the brown spirits, but it's definitely. Um, Getting more popular in, in drinking versus your tequilas and agaves and if, if I'm not mistaken, I think a number of distilleries by state. California's number one, New York's two. Washington has to be three, if not Texas. What? Chicago's not number one? Not any number five? I don't know. No, we're no. down there. I guess if we're just one city. We, I think we have maybe yeah. about thirty. I don't think we have that. Whole, in all of Illinois. Oh, you mean distilleries? Or yeah. what? I thought you meant the market for Glen Karen. Oh no. Sorry. Uh, but uh, Chicago does very well. Of course, I'm here. <laughs> um, but even then, I mean, there's, it's amazing. I've gone. I was at um, uh, the Carnegie Club in New York, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe they didn't have Glencairn glasses. They have a lot of high-end spirits. They have yeah. very expensive cigars, which still befuddles me that there's a cigar bar that you know, smoke cigars and buy liquor. Why? In New York. Well, I thought they had the same smoking ban as we do, but yeah. I guess they have something where if you sell a certain amount of either scars or liquor, oh. you know, either or. It's like the old food to liquor ratio. Yeah, for, you know. kind of thing. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and I guess you got that in other Ex- places. You got that up in Madison. You have mm-hmm. that Maduro's. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Um, Anyways, I was surprised they didn't have it. Some other high-end whiskey bars. And the thing is, it's funny. They always complain about, uh, yeah, someone will steal it. Well, yeah. But if you brand it, now they're stealing some of that. They steal your ashtrays, too, I bet. Yeah. yeah. But if they're branded, that's good. That's advertising going out the door. It's Plus, like, you don't break glasses in your bar. True. Really? No. You yeah. don't have... I've seen people walk... With all sorts. You read back to the 16th century with it, pal. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> explicit well, rating. Gonna save the motherfucking day, yeah. This is the latest <laughs> we got our explicit rating in the podcast ever. <laughs> oh, Can well, you swear on your podcast? Fuck or yeah. You, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna save the motherfucking day. Yeah, I just saw, saw Team America again. Uh, did you? The other day. Gotta watch it once a year. It's like a tradition. Nice. What else do you like to watch traditionally? Uh... Like over and over. <laughs> well, we talked about this at uh, at the six last night um, for Repeal Day. Um, people are like, "Well, what's considered a Christmas movie? Is it a Christmas themed movie or a movie you traditionally watch with family and or friends or yourself? You know, during the holidays. You know, does it have to be themed or whatnot? So, I don't know. Since you mentioned that, you just watched it the other day. You do it well. Once when I was a young man. Um, when I was a young boy, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where did I come from? I have no idea. Hey, everybody. This is Matt's uh, here. Who's that? Matt. Uh, Matt's chiming in from I up. used to, uh, back in the day when uh, It's a Wonderful Life yeah. was Hate still in the public domain and wasn't just on NBC with commercials, mm-hmm. I would watch that not only every year, but probably five times during one Christmas. I loved it so much. Um, okay. You know, because it would be on Channel 44, 
It would be on Channel 11. Channel 44. Be on, and it might be on both yeah. those stations about two or three times. It would be on Channel 9. Anyone could play 44, it. 44, 32, 9, yeah. yeah. <laughs> channel 26. 11. The Spanish station. It would be on the Spanish station. <laughs> yeah. be watching it in Spanish. Feliz Navidad. Now, this is horrible because I love that movie. <laughs> Fucking racist ass. <laughs> oh, is that racist? <laughs> That's racist. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're culturally, culturally appropriating uh, Freddy Fender. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking white kid. And that's a great way to end the podcast here. Uh, well, we just, wait, got, we, we just got the walk off <laughs> by Beguile to get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> I got to open up the doors in half an hour. We didn't have any whiskey. We have a couple bottles of Star Wars and some Pinhook Bourbon, their uh, um, vertical series, newest vertical series, The Bourbon War, Bourbon War. Uh, sitting here. Um, but maybe we'll drink it after the podcast. Sounds good to me. <laughs> but for now, for uh, Wilson Torres of Union Horse Distilling Company, who does a magical job of selling whiskey. To the fine state of Illinois and across the majority of the Chicagoland area. He has lost his voice. He has lost his soul. He has lost his mind. Wilson. All for whiskey. Wilson. Wilson! I'm sorry, Wilson. Wilson, I'm sorry. Can um, you imagine your little head floating away on the ocean? Oh, Wilson. Wilson. I'm, I'm glad Marty has that picture of you in his head. A little straw. I really appreciate that. He's a, he's a six-sorted individual. But can you stick your hair up uh, like straw? Yeah. Kind of totally for, for the crystal destroyer, destroyer Marty Wilson. Marty Wilson. <laughs> Marty Wilson. <laughs> Let's go with that one more time. The crystal destroyer, Martin Duffy. The crystal, crystal king. destroyer? I mean, crystal, crystal king. Crystal king. Crystal king, crystal crystal king of Chicago. Hammer. Crystal Hammer. <laughs> Crystal Destroyer's Nick from downstairs in the brewery. That's uh-huh. his actual That's name. That's exactly his name. Yeah. Uh, so, Crystal, Crystal King Destroyer. Keeping it on theme. Um, Marty, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks, guys. Always fun. Yeah. Um, happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. Take us out. I still don't uh, know what he does all day. Nuts roasting on this is Keen Lake. Keen Lake Podcast. <laughs> Find us over on the Instagrams. Jack and Frost if you want to read some stories, listen to some podcasts, look at some photos, go to keenthelake.com. This is Jay Cookie. For all transparency, I am the brand ambassador for Star Wars Distillery, an Australian distillery out of Melbourne, Australia. They sell here in the United States. Just want to say thank you. To everyone who listens to this podcast, because obviously you can come on this podcast and learn about whiskey and movies, but also have an outro with wonderful singing. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and cheers. Cheers.